With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Admittedly, this is my first time testing out the single box format here on a live edition of the Southside Beat here on a Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Corey Christen with you. Chris Halleck will join us pretty shortly, having some technical issues to start out the day. So we're waiting on Chris. We're hanging out. How's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us. If you're live, remember, we are live at 3 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube. And then we are available on playback later in podcast form, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And then, of course, on YouTube as well on DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's the second, I guess you could say, official day of the offseason. And do we have one Chris Halleck with us? Does that... Ooh, whoa, let's change that up. Hold on. Give me a sec. We got to make this look good, don't we? There we go. Hello. Yeah, let's see how this goes. Looks better. <laughs> Looks better. <laughs> Looks better. All right, Chris is here. Jeez. Chris Halleck with us now. Uh, the second official, I guess you could say, day of the off season. And three major moves happened on Monday. Kind of towards the end of the business day. Of course it happened after we did this program yesterday. Which, of course. You know, we could have we could have done this yesterday, but we'll do it today. And of course, another bit of news was talking about Eddie Faulkner and and Chris was able to get it confirmed that the Steelers are extending Eddie Faulkner as the running backs coach. So that's another piece of information. But three major pieces have been cut officially by the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, Chooks for tackle and Presley Harvin, the punter, is out are out of Pittsburgh as of yesterday, officially. Now, Mitch, I am very not surprised in. This felt very forthcoming. This felt very predictable Mm -hmm. that Mitch Trubisky would be a cap casualty, would be a cut. Got to think about it in terms of trade value. Got to think about it in terms of market value. And Mitch Trubisky didn't have any. So easy, easy to say. For him, for a cut, Presley Harvin, not sure. Uh, you can't really trade punter. I mean, it's hard to trade punters in this league. It just is. No. Um, but as Brian says, why not try to trade them? I thought Chooks Corfor would be a good trade candidate. Steelers apparently didn't think so, or they put no. feelers out and got nothing in return. So, so I think there was a there was a roster. Yeah, they probably put feelers out, but there was probably a, you know I I think there's a roster bonus situation there too. That you know a few days after the free agency begins. Uh, that if he's still on the team, he he's paid a roster bonus. So that's you know against your cap. Every dollar is accounted for when it comes to the cap, one way or another. One way or another. Um, I think it just comes down to as simply as like, listen, it's kind of the situation that the that the and we'll get we'll get to this because this has been talked about a lot. This situation with the Bears trying to trade Justin Fields. People know that the Bears are going to be trying to shop them, and so if, if the situation, you know, when it comes to this Chuke situation, if people know that that relationship is over, 
that Chooks is not going to be here. That one way or another, he's not going to be here. If fans can see that writing on the wall, GMs can see that writing on the wall too. And so GMs are then not going to, you know, take any kind of, you know, you know, ask at all seriously because they know, okay, well, you know, we have a better chance of just waiting for you to cut them and then we can sign them, not have right. to give up anything other than money. Right. Um, and so when that happens, you lose all of your leverage. And so Steelers have no leverage in that situation. You just got to cut your losses at that point. Might as well just get it done. They're still not cap compliant. They still got like another 3.2 mil, 3.3 mil that they got to uh, cut to, to become cap compliant. But cutting Allen Robinson, you know, I saw somebody, uh, you know, mention Allen Robinson. I don't know if he's next, uh, but I think he's on the list of cap casualties for sure. I mean, that's an automatic $10 million. The only way I think Allen Robinson stays on is if you extend him. I, I, I have a question in my live queues I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but, or, or may, no, it wasn't even my live queues. It was in, it was in the, the feed entry um, where somebody asked, like, you know, will he, will he take a pay cut? I'm like, players just don't take pay cuts. Right. You know, they're just not going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, boss. You know, they'll just take a pay cut, you know. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I Let me let me do what's best for the team. Give you some money back. Like, no, that if they're going to try to keep Allen Robinson and lower his cap hit in 2024, it would be it would come through the through a contract extension sure. of some sort. And, and that and Josh brings up here came as to restructure. Let's just again, I, I'll keep saying it because not everybody understands how the cap works and not everybody tunes into the show every day. So I'll say it every day if I have to. That's fine. Yeah. When a player has one year left on a contract, there's no restructuring to do. In order to restructure, you have to have multiple years remaining on the contract because you are then taking money from what they're owed in the upcoming season and make turning it into signing bonus money in future years. It has to be accounted for one way or the other. So when there's only one year remaining and that one year is the upcoming season, there's nowhere else to put that money, to defer that money. So the only way you then restructure or to lower a cap hit is to extend the contract. You give him an extension. If you want to sign Cam to a two-year extension beyond 2024, then you can take his $22 million cap hit, lower it, and then defer that money to future seasons. Mm -hmm. You have to have future seasons if you're going to restructure a contract. Yep. Um, I would believe, as uh, Evan brings up here, Allen Robinson, Mason Cole, Patrick Peterson. I believe that's the next batch of cap casualties. Now, uh, I think Pat Pete that would be, be more than eight to twelve million in cap space. I can tell you it that would, right. It now. would be more than that, uh, as this comment suggests. But I would think Pat P is a candidate to re-sign for a little bit less. Uh, Allen Robinson maybe re-signs for less. Mason Cole, I think, um, for as much as we like the guy personally, I think. Um, it's, it's pretty conclusive that he's out the door and look when there's underperforming at these positions, this is what happens. And look, you talked about leverage and I'm glad you brought this up when it comes to the quarterback position. And I think the big tell right now of getting rid of Mitch Trubisky, knowing that Mesa Rudolph is a free agent and is exploring free agency and knowing that as of right now, in this moment, as we sit here today, Kenny Pickett is the lone quarterback on the Steelers roster. I think the Steelers have somewhat telegraphed what they're going to do this offseason. And that is that they're going to reload on the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Now, it may, it may not have taken Albert Einstein to figure that out. And I don't think it did. But yeah. when you talk about leverage and you talk about teams looking at the Steelers' needs and realizing where the Steelers could go, whether it's in the free agency or draft or with trades, this kind of removes the leverage from the Steelers' 
court, so to speak. This is telling. This is telling. This is Omar Khan and the Roonies and and away Mike Tomlin and Andy Weidel. This is them telling the league, we're going the quarterback market. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to trades with other positions, and even to an extent with draft picks, you know, I saw a thing today. I think it was pro football focus of all things. Um, <laughs> look at a hypothetical trade for Justin Fields that the Steelers would be able oh, to put yeah. together. And it was something in the realm of a, a second round, this year's second round pick and next year's fifth round pick. Theoretically, that's fine. But these teams, knowing the Steelers are, dare I say, desperate at quarterback, given Art Rooney's comments, given already the move they made by cutting Mitch Trubisky, given that Mason Rudolph is not a lock to re-sign here as of this moment, given the desperation that's building at the position here for the Steelers, do you think teams would be willing to trade or willing to give the Steelers a little bit of leeway in a trade? I doubt it, to be truthfully honest with you. So Um, that just makes the free agent market and the draft, meaning I think day two, if they draft a quarterback, they want to be shocked. But meeting day two, day three, that makes the draft and the free agency that much more interesting. But yeah, desperation. Yeah, as Lifted says here, desperate might be a stretch, but no, it's becoming I, I a clear need. They're not. They're not. Um, they're definitely not putting on that front. Just a really quick note here. I look. I look. I did the cap calculator and over the cap. This this scenario right here, if they were to cut those three guys on top of the three cuts yesterday, would give the Steelers eighteen point three million in cap space. That's Allen Robinson, Mason Cole, Patrick Peterson. Yeah. So that would that was yeah that that would give the Steelers eighteen point three million in cap space. Um. When it comes to the quarterback position, like yes, everybody everybody knows that that, that this is a this is a position of need for the Steelers, but it's not their only need. And the one quarterback they have on the roster right now just so happens to be a guy who they took in the first round a couple of years ago. This is not some scrub that they have. They don't have you know Kent Graham on the roster right now, and that being their only quarterback. They have a guy who they believe can be a starter at the NFL level, but whether you you know the you know, watching the show right now, you know, whether you believe it or not, the Steelers are putting on that front and Kenny Pickett has at least shown enough um, where he can be a starter and, and a, a capable starter if he cleans up some significant things. And that's a big if, right? You know, I've talked about it, that if he doesn't clean up a couple of major things, specifically pocket presence and being able to stand in the pocket, he can't have success in this league. He just won't. He like not even as a backup. Um, but the Justin Fields stuff was going to come up today because especially not only because you know Schefter talked about. Okay, here's the thing, and this is nothing against Adam Schefter because it's he already did, known. Yeah, he didn't say anything wrong. But everybody knows at this point that Mike Tomlin likes Justin Fields, and everybody knows if you pay attention to the Steelers at all that the Steelers like to go back to guys that they liked during the draft process that they got to know during the draft process and liked during that process. Justin Fields falls into that category. And so with the bears shopping him and the Steelers just happened to need a quarterback and Oh, Mike Tomlin likes him. That's why there are so many rumors about Justin Fields to the Steelers. Now I have my reservations of this actually happening, not only because of that kind of, to me, not entirely, but that to me is a complete supplanting of Kenny Pickett. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett has no chance at all of being the starter if they were to trade for Justin Fields. I just think that if you trade for a guy like Justin Fields, that is a complete, that's that's an even bigger statement of 
we're sticking with Mason Rudolph as our starter in the playoffs. That is a bigger statement of we are willing to give away draft capital to bring in a quarterback of significance. So, again, not saying that if they were to trade for Justin Fields, that Kenny Pickett has no chance, but I think the chances are very, very slim. I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. If you're not going to have the quarterback short up, you better have two through 53 short up. Yeah. And, and that's what the San Francisco 49ers are, but they still have the quarterback short up. That being said, I don't think the Steelers are in any position to mortgage the future for one of any of these quarterbacks, to be truthfully honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these guys, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins included, those are probably two at the top of the list right now in terms of potential for this franchise to take them somewhere. But I don't think either of these guys are on that. I mean, clearly not on the Patrick Mahomes level, but no, <laughs> even on that, even on that Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> yeah. even on that Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, um, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa when he's healthy, like they're uh, not. He's teacher. He's teacher. Aaron Rodgers if he comes back healthy, like they're not on that level. To me, they're not. No. And if you're gonna give up capital when you're the rest of your 53 is not short up, there's obviously spots that are. Yeah. But when you have a lot of holes on your 53, like the Steelers do, you, I don't think you can afford to give up that kind of capital for for a quarterback that is a. It's an upgrade, but it's not a head and shoulders upgrade to me, to me over Kenny Pickett. No, now, now Kirk cousins is a head and shoulders. We, we, I think we disagreed on this before we can, we can disagree and that's fine. Yeah, we will. Kirk cousins is an absolute slam dunk head and shoulders uh, upgrade over, over Kenny Pickett. Now Kenny Pickett or Kirk cousins is not on that level of Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, all those guys. He's not on that level. If you're doing like the whole S tier stuff, you have to go above S tier to kind of put Mahomes in his own category. And then you have your S tier of all of your Josh Allen's, Joe Burrow's, Lamar Jackson's, all those guys. To me, that that tier two, that's where Kirk Cousins is. Okay. Kirk Cousins is horribly underrated. I'll, I I'll, think he's right under that tier, but that's me. Yeah, it's I'll I'll bring up his 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 stats real quick. I mean, and this is not like a campaign for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, career six career sixty seven percent passer, career passer rating. What do you, if you had to guess what his career passer rating is? What do you think? Is it the eighties? No, God no. Way higher. Okay, way higher. Probably like in the low hundreds. No, not that quite. Not quite that high. Okay, what is it? Uh, ninety eight point two. Okay, good. Career passer rating and. I mean, four of the last five seasons, he's had a passer rating in the triple digits while throwing for 3,600 yards, 4,200 yards, 4,200 yards, 4,500 yards, and 2,300 yards before he got hurt last year. Okay. So, I, okay. I, I mean, like, like to me, that is way above where Kenny Pickett is because Kenny Pickett has proven nothing on that level right now unless it's just Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter. Um, now, Justin Fields is a different story because – the ceiling with Justin Fields is higher because of how dynamic he can be, how the, the 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 way he can stress a defense with his legs and with his arm because he has a phenomenal arm and he's very, very good with his legs. But ball security issues are a huge concern. 30 picks in, th- in three seasons is a problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what offense you're playing in. That's a that's a problem. Yeah, somebody brings it up here. Uh, 68 okay. turnovers, you know, that, that's a, that's a problem. I mean, it, like you cannot, if there's anything that irritates Mike Tomlin more than anything, it's turning the ball over yeah. uh, or not capitalizing on takeaways. You know, if you're playing on defense. So right. I have my reservations of whether that would actually happen or not because of 
what it would take to get them, um, what you would have to pay them because, you know, you're thinking, you know, possible fifth year option. Um, and then, you know, ball security issues and, 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 you know, being able to minimize those while also trying to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. A few comments here, by the way, Chris and I have a hard out at uh, 30 after the hour today. So yeah. hard out today. Uh, then we'll get you set up for DK and Ramon at four o'clock for the Ramon Foster show. A few ones here from the chat. Johnny asks, where's the Mason Rudolph at? Love at. Did you guys not see what he did? Kenny Pickett cannot stay healthy. We're operating under, I, I can't say assumption, but we're operating under the current notion that Mason Rudolph will not resign. And that is just, as we sit today, he is not on the roster. He is a free agent. So we are operating under that right now. But now, we, we also should operate under under the very, very real sentiment that the Steelers, of all of the situations when it comes to addressing quarterback, they prefer to have Mason Rudolph come back. Absolutely. That's what they want. I mean, Mike Tomlin said it publicly. Art Rooney said it publicly multiple times. Yep. Like this is that we, it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point, which is probably why we haven't even mentioned it yet, because we all kind of know that at this point, we know that if the Steelers have their way, no matter what Mason Rudolph is back on the roster. Right. But it's a matter but, of what Mason wants. Yeah. I mean, he has every right to go to free agency and to be like, what's my, what, what's my market? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not just in terms of money, but in terms of is somebody else going to give me a, an opportunity to be a legitimate starter. Mm-hmm. You know, Steelers will Steelers will give him that opportunity. They'll give him an opportunity to compete for that. But they're saying they're giving him that opportunity, but that's one thing. And and that, and, and that might be why Mason, Mason you know, ultimately decides to not do it because he's been kind of. I've been told that before. You know, <laughs> you know that's that's the that's the job of Mason and his agent as we speak today. Yeah, that's what they're feeling out right now is whether the the legitimacy of the offer, so to speak, from the Steelers is that. Mm-hmm. Mason will have a chance to compete with Kenny Pickett and will have a legitimate shot at starting week one next year. Not a paper comparison, not a put it out in the airwaves that, hey, we'll let this guy compete. We'll let this guy compete. Come on back to us. And then it's a it's a faux. It's a faux. It, it is not going to be a legitimate competition. And Latrobe and Kenny Pickett's going to start week one no matter what. They could completely lie to Mason Rudolph in that way and, and re-sign the guy to be the backup. And mm. guess what? For as horrible as that might sound for coming out of my mouth, that's business. So that's up to Mason and his agent doing their diligence to find out, number one, if the Steelers are being legitimate and they're being genuine about that offer and that opportunity, and number two, if any other team has that on the table for him. That's what it's up to them uh, for that. Evan asked, would you possibly see a trade with DeMarvin Leal this offseason? It depends on what other teams perceive him as right now because – like him being a healthy scratch for as many games as he was, that just kind of shows how the Steelers feel about him right now. And if yeah. I'm a team in the NFL, I'm not offering anything above a sixth or a seventh round pick for the guy. I will I will say this really quick because Cody brings this up. If they pay Mason ten million, I would say per year he's starting. And That's I fair. and I would I would I I'm based off of precedent. I have a hard time arguing with that because why did Mitch Trubisky? become the starter. I mean, I mean the unquestioned starter in 2022, right? I mean, he was being paid the most amount of money. The training camp competition in 2022 was not a competition. It just was not the only, the only time there was ever a competition at all 
was for QB2 between Mason and Kenny. That became a tangible thing that you could look at because at a certain point during training camp, I think it was second week or something like that, you started to see Kenny start to split second team reps with Mason. You never saw Mitch ta- tag out on, on, on first team reps, ever. It did not happen. Right. So Mitch was always going to be QB1 going into 2022. And then when Kenny gets hurt this past year, who's the automatic de facto guy who took over? It was the guy who was at the top of the pay scale when it came to came to the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Mason didn't even get a chance. The only reason Mason got a chance is because Mike Tomlin got sick and tired of Mitch Trubisky turning the ball over and playing like crap. Yeah. I'm going to use what Mark says here as a counterpoint. Ryan Tannehill is, I don't know about the Steelers' only choice, but he is affordable and he knows Arthur Smith's system. Like, And his two Steelers, best seasons by far were with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Right. So if the Steelers want to open up competition for Kenny Pickett and they want to save a few bucks and they don't want Mason Rudolph to have to learn a new system and they have a guy on the market, Ryan Tannehill, who could be cheaper and knows the system already and did really well with it, that's an option. I'm not saying it's a good option. I'm saying it's mm-hmm. an option. Mark says we can always draft JJ McCarthy at 20. I don't think the Steelers are going to be doing that. Uh, I'll be I'll be stunned at this stage as we sit here in the middle of February. I will be stunned if the first round draft pick is not an offensive lineman or a defensive back by this stage. I will be stunned. Yeah, tackle is a really good position. I mean, offensive line in general is a really good position. I've been, I've been finally been able to do more homework on the draft. Uh, which, by the way, chalk talk will be coming out tomorrow. We're looking at centers. So be on the lookout for oh, that. I'm sure Ramon will be reading um, that cover to cover. <laughs> now I'm only going to be looking at three different. I'm not going to say who they are. You can kind of probably put two and two together, but I'm only looking at three, but it's more of the fit with the Steelers. It's not just about, Oh, here's a draft profile on Jackson powers, Johnson, you know, or um, it's like anybody can go look at a draft profile. It's about mm-hmm. how, like how we can tailor this to the Steelers. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um. Offensive line's a really good position. Quarterback is also really, I mean, not saying first round, but quarterback is a really good deep position. Receiver Mm -hmm. is a really deep. I will be shocked. Now, they didn't take a receiver last year. I will be shocked if the Steelers don't take a receiver this year. I think they will. I think I'll be shocked if they don't. I think it's minimum day two. Uh, Sebastian says Tavondre Sweat at 20. I think that's a day two. Not that high. No way. I think maybe at 51. Not at twenty. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tavondre Sweat, like lots, lots of stuff to like, but he is not a completely polished player that you just take to plug into your defensive line right away. Uh, not at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, Mike the, Tomlin loved him some Roman Wilson. Ben, yeah, loves him some Roman Wilson. Uh, TJ says inside linebacker. The two that I liked in in Mobile were Peyton Wilson and Maris Liafu. The uh, uh, NC State and Notre Dame, respectively. Products. Inside linebackers are starting to become starting. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Outside of quarterback, the positions in the middle of the field don't get a lot of love when it comes to like draft value. Mm-hmm. Center, uh, even guards, interior linemen, running, running back, back. Mm-hmm. Um, inside linebackers, safeties. They they don't get it. The guys who get drafted the highest are typically the the guys who cost the most amount of money, which makes sense. <laughs> I mean, right. corner, cornerbacks, tackles, edge rushers, um, receivers, like those guys. You know, they they they're the ones who get that. That's why, especially in a class like this, you. I mean, I think Mel Kiper had eight tackles go in his in his first mock draft. I, I you know, so it's Mel Kiper. Yeah, but I mean, Daniel Jeremiah, I think had seven. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it's it's a really, really deep tackle class. There's going to be a lot of tackles off the board in the first round. Uh, let's use this as our final thought. This is a question for Ben. We do have to get out here early today. What positions would you like to see addressed through free agency before the draft? I think safety and inside linebacker, too, that they're going to look at in free agency. Possibly defensive line as well. But I think those are two pretty obvious ones to look. And just based on track record, too, they looked through free agency last year and it worked out for them. They looked for free agency uh, for the safety position, at least in the past with KZ and Neal, and it's worked out. And, and with Trenton Thompson, and now when you look at Eric Rowe, like it's worked out for them, the scouting of free agents. So mm-hmm. I think those are two pretty clear positions they're going to look at in free agency. I think cornerback is a big one. I think cornerback is not only uh, a position that you're going to find that you're going to sign somebody in free agency, but also draft. Um, <laughs> Bob, my favorite Mel Kuyper thing, by the way, Bob is the, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Frank Caliendo, uh, oh, sure. Todd, Mc, Todd McShay, uh, uh, thing that they had with the coffee. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> no, but, um, cornerback, I can see the Steelers both signing one of free agency and drafting one. Uh, they have a lot of outside of Joey Porter jr. There's nobody, I mean, nobody. I mean, Levi Wallace is a free agent. Yeah. You have Patrick Peterson, but he played better as a safety and a slot corner than he did as an outside corner. So you still need a, a, a cornerback. Um, uh, Omar looking at Chris Jones. I, I I don't think so. I mean, if they're if they're gonna spend big money on any position in free agency, maybe maybe defensive tackle that could be one. Um, inside linebacker could be another one. But I mean, last last year, I, I, there's not really a lot of precedent for inside linebacker though, because last year there it was a very deep class of inside linebackers in free agency, and they didn't play at the top of the market there. Mm-hmm. They went with Cole Holcomb and Elaine and Roberts. And then eventually, right before training camp, Quan Alexander. So, yeah. um, few good corners on the market too. By the way, yes, very. Johnson, Snead, just mm-hmm. to name a couple. Those are really good cornerbacks that are on the market. So, yep. they, they have a good. They have an option. They have options to look at. I think if you, I think eight. if you run it back with, if you, if you sign, you know, it, let's just say hypothetically, if you sign Snead in free agency, and the Steelers go into the season with Joey Porter Jr. and Snead on the outside, and Patrick Peterson as a slot corner kind of like a box safety type thing or a third safety type thing. I think you're, I think you're, you, you're still going to have to have more depth there. That's why, you know, hopefully Corey Trice turns into, you know, a, a player Darius rush, hopefully turns into a player. Um, you know, you draft another one, possibly maybe, you know, you know, day two or something like that. But, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I'm just saying, and, and like, listen, like Lori said, Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yes, it would be amazing. For the Steelers, but but in, that's in theory. I mean, I, again, I'm not. If I have to bet, if I ever have to bet on the Steelers being a big money, like throwing a massive contract out in free agency or pulling off a blockbuster trade for Justin Fields, I err on the side of no because that's not the Steelers' way. Yeah, yeah, and yes, uh, you can grab a slot corner later in the draft, as Jack asks here. Um, where's the? Oh, Mike says Darius Rush and Corey Trust must not be looking. Uh, Corey Trice must not be looking too good for next year. Then, I mean, let's keep in mind, like Darius Rush is a practice squad guy. Corey Trice was a seventh round pick. You shouldn't. Hello. Hey. That's that's why I have to go. All right. I think that's I think that's our I think that's our bell to get out instead of having a bell to get in. I think that's our bell to get out. Oh my gosh. Keep in mind that's a that's an undrafted free agent. That's my that's my. Pick. 
That's my watchdog right there. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, that's a good boy there. How about that's, that? He's doing his yeah. job good. I don't have to have an alarm system with, with my house. No, you do not. All right. I think that's our I think that's our cue to go. <laughs> DK Ramon are coming up in about 33-ish minutes here as we're getting out early today on a Tuesday. Hey, happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Gentlemen, let that be your warning in case you haven't gone out yet. I was at the store this morning. You should have seen the line for flowers. You should have uh, seen it. Um, it was something. I'm sure. All right. I got Chris go. has to go. We're we're <laughs> out of here. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. All right, bye.